0: All right, Donda off.
1: Welcome to Tech Talk Nation, talking about the latest tech, industry news, and hot topics. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram visit our website at techtalknation.com.
0: Good evening and welcome to Tech Talk Nation. I'm your host, Matt Fitzgerald, and we have a wonderful show for you tonight. We had a great conversation before uh, the show today, going over a lot of fun stuff that we're ready to bring you on this episode of Tech Talk Nation. So without further ado, uh, we are once again joined by all of our wonderful contributors. We have Matt Grislow and Ryan Eastman with us today. As per usual, they are always a pleasure to have on the show. How are you guys?
2: Doing, doing great. Wonderful. I'm ready to go on a small little trip with you uh, this week.
0: Yeah, we are uh, going on a a fun trip. Uh, So uh, next, let's just put it next Monday. uh, Ryan may uh, lead the show because we we may (laughs) we may not be in the best. I don't think you want that show (laughs) for sure. Hey, hey, what happens there stays there. There you go. And if that gives you any hint about where we're going, I hope it does. Um, So before we get into the articles, (laughs) before we get into the articles, Grislo, you want to go over our social media. Uh, before we get into it
2: yes uh, we are building up our social media Um, we're we're thinking of things to do I have something planned for these guys in the post show to show them um, for what I'm thinking of for for content but yes call us on social media Facebook Instagram Twitter Facebook at Tech Talk Nation show on Instagram Tech Talk Nation and on Twitter at Tech Talk Nations at Tech Talk Nation with an S um we live stream on YouTube we also uh, post a show afterwards uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere you get your uh, podcast. That being said, um, we are trying to get a more regular schedule and we're trying to get a more regular time. Um, but if that's not the case, that we do post or start the show on the same time every day, make sure to put post notifications on YouTube to make sure you guys get live, up to date notifications for when we go live so you get the live show. Um, so follow our social media, uh, hit. Like, share, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications, and uh, without further ado, Fitz, let's get into it.
0: Alrighty, thank you so much for that, Grislo. We have a lot of updates for you uh, this week. We've talked about a lot of stuff in the show that we're starting to get really pretty, pretty decent-sized update segments. So, our first story here is from the Wall Street Journal about chip shortages. And... If you're a follower of the show, you have know we've been talking about this for a very long time, about chip shortages and how those are affecting the end user here. Uh, long story short, uh, HP has raised consumer PC prices by 8% so far, and Chromebooks have gone up about roughly $30 uh, with different stuff that's been going on with the chip shortage. So there's more about that, and uh, we're going to keep seeing this as the... Um, chip shortage starts trickling down to the end users, which are the people like us who buy this stuff. The next one, you'll have to be a fan of the show from a long time ago about to remember about this article, Neuro, which is the fun little robot delivery things that we were talking about Uh, they're building a test track and factory for its delivery delivery robots in las vegas this will be very interesting to see and uh they're investing 40 million dollars into a factory for this and and creating a test track which is super cool so uh i guess there's going to be a bunch of bots roaming around vegas next article we have for you is microsoft threatening to withhold windows 11 updates if your cpu is old uh basically this is a really interesting article and and grizzlo and i we were actually kind of talking about this a little bit before um the the show here because i submitted an article a lot earlier in the week kind of being like hey windows is going to let you install windows 11 on your old pc and then you submitted this one where you're like yeah but uh, yeah, they basically uh, are uh, deciding that hey, we're not going to uh, give you software updates if you have this older PC, but you can install it if you really, really, really want to.
2: So, well, software updates or security updates. There you yeah, go. Yeah, that's the big one. That's security. the big one. Right.
0: Yeah, it's it's there was uh, basically how they they just want to control and know what you're getting into. Uh Alrighty, the next article we have for you for our update section is Peloton. We talked about Peloton treadmills being recalled. Uh, well, now the U.S. regulators are uh, kind of taking their step into this, seeing what's um, going on here. They, they basically uh, subpoenaed the company's documents for information over the injuries and wanted to basically see whether they're kind of like... Sw- in. This is going to sound really terrible, but they're kind of like sweeping it under the rug uh, with the uh, the treadmill, literally forcing people under the treadmill or sweeping it under the rug. Uh, what? You don't get it? They make treadmills now? Yes. Yes. I thought it was just a bike. No, they make treadmills, and their treadmills don't have any safety features on the back. So if a poor kid is playing, they literally get sucked under the rug. Oh no! So oh no! It's te- it's terrifying. Like honestly, it's terrible. Mm-hmm.
1: I shouldn't be laughing. So you um, <laughs> that's just like something. That's just I don't know. That seems like something you'd see in a cartoon. You know. Sadly, yes. Oh, there's
2: been one child, I believe, that's died already because of this. Okay, I'll stop laughing now.
0: Alrighty, next article we have is inside Facebook's metaverse for work. <laughs> oh, and this, this is this was we talked about this last week and how creepy it is. Like, look, they still don't have bottoms. These people just don't have bottoms. Uh, and basically, they were just doing like a, a couple demos of this, this software and how, kind of how it works. Um, I think it is just creepy as all get out and Mark Zuckerberg is uh l- looking a-, a little uh different here. Uh let- I don't know. Put- I think he
1: looks more human. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll there you go. Brian. There you <laughs> go. He, he seems more normal. Yeah, there you go.
1: Oh. Uh, well, <laughs> what's what is it? There's a, I think it's from like Epic Rap Battles of History or something. There's a line that's like who put the elf with no friends? in charge of human connection and that's what this just reminds me of it's like yeah this is what happens when mark zuckerberg's like king of you making connections and how you interact with other people this is what comes about from that
0: oh boy what a future we have to look forward to all righty well the uh first main article we have for you that we want to talk about also has to do with our favorite lizard-like tech ceo uh with facebook uh they are creating these weird looking project area um ar glasses that shows kind of what it's like to be around them and like all this stuff but this is such a weird article because of the fact that all the information that we get here is from some fcc filing with their uh like a uh, manual but the thing is, this is never designed for consumers. And basically, it's for them to kind of aggregate data at the office, I guess. I was so confused when I was reading this. Like, what are they trying to go for here?
1: Yeah, right. gen- Yeah, sure. AR in general has, like... It's a weird thing. Like, it's a really cool concept, but, like, practical uses are generally pretty wildly limited because i don't know if you've ever tried to like function in ar or draw an ar and all that that's it's true not it's not a good time <laughs> like the best uses of it or at least that i've seen is like at the place where i worked we were trying to get it set so you could train people on like how to cnc metal by using you know ar headsets and that's a really cool use for it i don't know what they're doing at a facebook office with it because like, that's that's what it was it was so weird I mean, it said like if it's just for like beta testing it in their own office that makes sense to me
0: it was so hazy though it says facebook yeah. says a projects area site that the glasses aren't a commercial product they're not acting as a prototype or something that the general public will buy it's reiterated by the manuals many statements that the headset is an engineering product and only for use by people working for facebook the headset is worn by research and- researchers on its campus and in public though it says any data collected is anonymized and the headset has a privacy mode which is so weird it's one of these things where it it just doesn't say what what they're using this for like what application does this
2: technology have we we've covered this a while ago and i i really can't remember what the purpose of this is um but if i'm to speculate um Without thinking too hard back to when we first cover this article, um, I'm going to kind of make the same argument that I did with Google uh, a week or two or three ago, whatever. Um, this could be another instance of a software company delving more into hardware and what better way to work with hardware and actually see it in the real world, you know, manipulate it, you know, just try and get a better feel for, for it. Um, AR is very good for that. And so this would make sense for this type of technology to be used specifically for Facebook employees for their engineering endeavors. Right.
1: So we'll have to see. Well, Facebook's hardware departments, very, very tiny from what I understand. If I'm remembering this correctly, they have like, don't they have something that's kind of like an echo show or something? They call it like a portal. I believe. Yeah. They have like a portal and Oculus and that's about it my forget yeah you're right oculus that's what i was gonna say yeah my my alternate theory is that they need to train machine learning models and ai models on something so what if Hmm. they're just saying like oh yeah just wear our glasses for us and we can kind of start training the models and get them better before we try and export something to the general public
2: Hmm. so like captcha but for
1: AR kind of that's my wild theory Huh. huh. Or or like
0: they're developing some sort of of maybe locomotion model for like a humanoid robot or some something yes. along the lines of that it, or improving the Tesla bot.
1: Like I said, this is wild speculation. It's just a theory.
0: There you but. go. Who Who knows? I mean, OK, N- nice going, Facebook, um, I guess. Uh, next article we have for you here is uh, about T Mobile and uh, their lack of security uh, because they had a massive data breach uh, and exposed only 50 million customer records. Um, so oh, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's a pre- Pretty small. Only a sixth of the U.S.? O- only a sixth of the U.S. Yeah, nothing, nothing too big. Um, but long story short, this is just kind of a wacky story, because a 21-year-old who moved to Turkey claimed responsibility for the hack. He called T-Mobile's security, quote, awful, and said he committed the hack to get attention. Um, but long story short, he compromised pretty much everything. Um, and... Got in, got social security numbers, got everything uh, that a hacker would want. Uh, luckily, it doesn't seem like he's selling the data. He's more or less calling attention to it for now, um, but that's still very bad. And there are a lot of government agencies that are involved, trying to get this situation patched.
1: But I mean, yeah, he did leave the U.S. right before he did it, which is a little, little iffy. I'm pretty sure Turkey extradites but I'm not 100% sure.
2: Was it just before or was it a few years ago? Moved to Turkey a
0: few years ago according to the article.
2: Ah. So I, thought I don't I know how long it
1: ta- I don't know how long it takes to create a major hack like that. It might take a few years. Well, I'm it de- sure. it depends. Or maybe you're... he got maybe he got bored on a Tuesday and was like this is what I'll do today. I mean,
0: knowing a lot of large companies you're going to have the occasional admin password one, two, three secured service. So yeah, like
2: (laughs) who knows? I I don't buy that though. I really don't buy it that the, these high level execs are using these super guessable passwords for highly sensitive servers or systems. It, It just doesn't make sense to me. People have to have more wherewithal in, insert you know current day day and age and year right I bet
1: there's still some who do but I think the numbers dwindling rapidly
0: yeah there's it I, with proper corporate controls and corporate policies you can prevent that from happening very well
1: yes that's
0: the, the thing. trouble
1: is you're the CEO and some IT guy has to look you in the eyes and say you can't have that as your password
0: <laughs> I mean yeah um I'm trying to look up a little bit more more uh details here. But yeah, it's, on
1: the whole I think the number of people who that's the case with has shrunk quite a bit.
0: Right. I and yeah. th- go for it. Not nothing. I'm I'm trying to figure out what the like what the attack vector was here, how he got in. But I'm not sure.
1: I mean, he might be withholding it just so that other people don't exploit it. Hmm. Withholding how he did it from uh, everyone except regulators right. in the company. That'd be that's the usual like good person
2: thing. Mm-hmm. Well, but, a good person typically doesn't hack a company oh, yeah, and steal do. fifty million people's worth of information. Oh,
1: absolutely! It's called white hat
0: hacking. Yep. Good people, yes. And they are hired, uh, they are generally hired by <laughs> companies to do ethically this. Ethically neutral. <laughs> right,
2: but they they find, they, they might find um, bugs or backdoors, but sure. they don't act on them. Yes, they do.
1: Ge- generally, best practice is you find the exploit, you notify the company, and if they don't fix it in some kind of timely manner, then you usually release the method that I think that's generally like, the usual standard, there's
0: there's a couple different ways that I don't know if he's
1: done anything like that. I don't know what the case with all this
2: is, it it depends on your level of morality, he
1: might have just been some dipshit 21 year old who's like, Yeah, I'm gonna do this. It's Tuesday.
2: I don't think any regular person would do this, even if they came out and said, Yeah, I'm not gonna be releasing any information. Hacking the company alone is already going to be causing him and the company a major headache.
1: Oh, yeah. But at the same yeah, time, I don't, think, uh, I don't think a regular person is capable of just hacking an entire phone company. Arguably one of the largest phone companies in yes. the U.S. at that. <laughs> so <laughs> So I don't know. I mean, listen, I, none of us have mind reading abilities. I don't know if he's going to do something nefarious with this or not. My guess would be that he would. <laughs> just I mean... based off you have 50 million people's social security numbers.
2: I mean, I guess the only other example I can give as a recent example that, you know, the listeners wouldn't understand and, and can connect with here is uh, the the big uh, crypto deal, um that was, you know, taking a ton of crypto, I think it was a ton of the meme coins, and then giving it mostly or all back just to show or just try to try to, to you know, prove a point. Sure. um and I, I suppose this could be the same thing but also that guy's a major idiot i don't know why he would do that either he got a this job with a 500
0: dollars signing Listen, bonus I,
2: I
1: think i touched on this last time maybe or one of the last two episodes man there's some H- hackers are interesting people yes there's a lot of them who just enjoy a little bit of chaos
2: yes speaking yeah, that's true people in this world like to uh like to cause chaos. My least favorite of those agents of chaos are the people that drive uh, solid black or solid white uh, Ford Explorers. Those people should not be (laughs) on the roads. I hate you all. Please stop driving those cars. You make me nervous. (laughs) There you go. There you go.
0: Um, Well, anyway, speaking of nefarious things and hacks, uh, there was another very, very big vulnerability that was discovered this week in Microsoft Azure. Um, For those of you who don't know, Microsoft Azure is basically Microsoft's competitor to Amazon Web Services, a big cloud that does all your computing on Microsoft servers instead of your own. Um, They actually found this really large uh, vulnerability within the Cosmos DB System and Ryan, you would appreciate this. Uh, Interesting. <laughs> they expose their private keys. That's why. <laughs> so uh yeah. Brilliant. So basically, what Cosmos DB does is it lets you uh, use what are called Jupyter notebooks, uh, which lets you create uh, machine learning algorithms and all sorts of. Um, yep. Different really Python. Good for a lot
1: of languages.
0: Yep, like Python codes or anything like that yep. in a notebook. A lot of so. Yeah. So you could uh, just have everything visually represented on the screen. And the issue here was Microsoft basically decided, hey, we're going to take the thing that is unique to every single user account and make that public. Um, And basically uh, would allow a bad actor to get into a set like set accounts and stuff like that. Um, They have since since patched the uh, bug and uh basically told all their users to rotate those keys so refresh that and uh then you're you're safe from the attack um but that's a big problem and people are thinking yeah. that uh this is mainly just an oversight by by Azure and Microsoft just by getting a product to market too quickly so
1: yeah it does kind of just seem like an oversight uh what do you call it it's definitely not like a fatal flaw or anything. It's not like someone broke the private key, public key. Like, what's the word? Meta? <laughs> that's yeah, the, the word I want to use. That's the not the right p- word the for infra- it. The like,
0: public key infrastructure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's not like someone like, said, oh, we cracked AES-128 or anything like that. They didn't. They just found the key that's used to actually decrypt it. Right. Exactly. So which is just funny,
0: which is funny <laughs> they and
1: just let it. They just accidentally was like, well, funny might be the wrong word. Cause some people might've gotten, I don't know if it it or whatever, but they, it's just a silly mistake to make.
0: They said it was uh, actually part of their bug bounty program and uh, they paid, they paid, uh, uh, what is it? A hacker named wiz W I Z. Um, I think. love it. Great. Hacker uh, name. Yeah. Uh, Basically, a bug bounty of $40,000 uh, to disclose it to them, them fix Not it, bad. and then go public with the issue. So, um, yeah, that's yeah, pretty, that it's pretty cool. That is generally
1: the best practice. Is See, that that's
0: what we're talking about, Grizzlo, that, yeah, where yeah. That is yeah.
1: generally the good practice is, hey, by the way, I found this flaw, fix it quickly, or else I'll go public.
0: And generally, a lot of these corporations have bu- what are called bug bounties too. Just yeah. what what this guy did, where um, you find an issue, you tell them, they pay you a lot of money, they fix the problem, and then you can say what the problem yeah. was.
1: So yeah, it's easy for them because their stock price will topple like I don't know, hundred million or something with these big things all the time. So they're right. just like, oh, obviously we'll give a guy fifty grand, forty grand, or whatever. Like, yeah. That, of course. Right.
2: So that's, that's uh, I don't have much to say other than, I mean, can, can we stop these data breaches? We, we've had enough. We've had two already no. on the show. No more,
0: no more. Well, we're going to no get way. to more so later. data
2: breaches, bug, you know, findings, not like it'll never happen. It'll happen till the end of time, but right. <laughs> these aren't good. These are... right. well, 50, 50 million people, you know, Azure. I can't.
0: <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Well, on another note. No bueno. Here, no bueno, indeed. On another note here, uh, this is actually really kind of out there. Uh, China is developing an ultra large $2.3 million mega ship that is miles long. Now, this this article title is a little myth- misleading, uh, but basically what they're doing is they're researching how to build spacecraft that are quote like kilometers long in space like what does do the logistics around that look like what are the physics behind that Um, and all of that And this article here by interesting engineering kind of goes into a little more detail on how that how that works and just the fact that they're putting 2.3 million dollars into research for potentially building a couple kilometer long piece of space station like
2: I think it's cool oh uh, go to the moon first before you build space stations in space boiler up go to USA <laughs> but
1: it's I mean it's a very interesting concept when you get into like these big things like space travel and all that it's I don't see how you can do that short of flying out basically to the asteroid belt and building it on an asteroid, because the logistics of getting that much material from the ground to space is stupid, impossible. Right. And we, we talked about that last
0: episode with the, uh, the 3d printer that they're designing to use basically for, for Mars, I believe. Um, and yeah. And how it's basically like pulling Mars sediment and, uh, just kind of like printing with that because it would be, a pain in the behind to get all this stuff up there, let alone build something that is kilometers wide.
1: Practically impossible. That's why, you know, to go to Mars, you'd want to use what's on Mars already. Right. It's, uh, I don't, yeah. For kilometers long, you you need an asteroid for that. You have to basically hollow out an asteroid, figure out how to strap engines to it. I don't see how else you could do this.
0: (laughs) I could, I just imagine like strapping an engine to a, to an asteroid, some sort of like, like a uh, redneck engineering <laughs> thing.
2: Yeah, that's that's gonna hold <laughs> oh, put, put a little duct tape on it, it'll hold Bobby, right? I guess my biggest question is, why? Why build a mile or several kilometer long space station? Uh, what's the utility? What's the purpose? Right? Um, I mean, why? Why not put that money towards other better uh, projects I mean they they're quite literally speaking in terms of science fiction um, I know. and it there are plenty of things that are happening in science right now and in technology SpaceX's you know foray into Mars um, that that seem quite far-fetched at least out the onset but even those plans are much more plausible than building a space station um, it, it just doesn't make sense to me, especially, like I said, oh, yeah. in, in a joking matter. But like I said, it, it, like focus on the small steps and then get to that point. Um, like, you know, build up to it. it. It doesn't seem like there's even a plan or a solid plan. Obviously, they're, they're working on a plan, but I, I can't think of a justification to spend even just two point three million dollars to research this um, and then get to an eventual um use case like what why why even several miles long why not just a mile several miles long is a lot that's a big endeavor an engineering feat i mean talk about trying to build the iss or or anything else in space as as is or even just you know modifying and repairing the iss right now you talk about something that's god i don't even know how much time i don't even know what the multiplier on that is it's it's got to be tremendous um, four digits, probably, at least. I'm going
1: gonna, I'm gonna to start bringing a sheet of tinfoil with me to all these just so I can put it on to joke around.
2: <laughs> there you yeah, go. It, it, just, it just doesn't seem yeah. like it's going towards a good. Well, that's um, if you don't
1: take into account used, that they're about to crack UFO technology and learn how to fly to new star systems.
2: You know what? If they can figure out, if we can figure out some hyperdrive technology. On a serious fine. note. Fine.
1: Sure. On a there serious you go. note. Uh, yeah, you are. Kind of, I think the Mars thing is completely feasible and realistic to try and do. It's obviously very, very difficult. And you kind of have to make a base there and also figure out if terraforming Mars is possible. And a lot of really high minded, like difficult problems come with that. Right. Uh, The use for a three mile long station to me is non-existent at the moment. Like, that is me joking around saying like the use for that would be oh we're gonna fly to another galaxy so we need a few mile long spaceship like that's the only use I see for that and that's the barrier to do that is insanity the barrier to do that is you basically have to figure out how to get faster than light which is probably impossible right the the best idea I've ever heard is basically cheating, which is just the people who have the ideas of, like, if you can bend space to propel you forward, like, that's cheating. But that would technically get you there. <laughs> <laughs> it's beyond like, that's beyond my comprehension. The, that's the, oh, advanced physics is wild. It's fun to just look at. I have no idea the math behind it, but it's fun to look at. It's probably very scary. My point is nothing, like the use for a three-mile spaceship is you'd have to be able to basically break that barrier in order to have, I think, a good use for it. Like, what's the use without that? Right. Well, speaking of uh,
0: things that have uses uh, that are now without, uh, the newest PlayStation, uh, basically, <laughs> uh, people are kind of complaining because they feel like they uh, got bamboozled because the new PS5 model weighs less because it has a smaller heatsink. sink uh, so if you look at the, the uh, side-by-side here uh, by Austin Evans on YouTube, you can see in the older launch version, there's a way beefier heatsink than the one that is uh, currently being produced. And it kind of has people being like, huh, that is interesting because now the, the exhaust is a lot hotter. The, the uh processors running a lot quicker, the processor and GPU or excuse me is it running a lot hotter and uh it's just sony cheaping out again um they do take a loss on each playstation 4 unit that they sell and then they make that back in subscriptions and games and stuff like that yep but four or five playstation a new
1: five one. five
0: did i say you four five. did i yeah. say four i i apologize i said i meant to say five um but yeah basically um yeah the lighter playstation has less of a heat sink makes temperatures hotter makes it run slower so
2: i don't know Yeah, i mean he austin already did the uh thermal sort of heat gun uh, measuring it was something between three and five degrees hotter um i don't really game I, i don't know how much three or five degrees makes overall of a difference but i do know that he doesn't make things run as efficiently as it could um, yeah. I don't really understand why they chose they being Sony chose to put a smaller heat sink in there. What do you they, mean, also yeah? other, uh, they also made some other. They also made some other different uh, modifications. I saw they put in some hand screws, um, some different sort of like hand screws as opposed to like machine screws, uh, as well as changing the base. Um, I don't know if it's more like for the better use case or they think that. Ultimately, most gamers aren't going to be running their consoles that wild. So it doesn't need that beefy heat sink. I think it's interesting that they would cheapen out on something that would be so important to them as a component in that, in that product. Um, it it is an interesting move to me that they would make this worse without having a proper justification, truly other than money, right?
1: it might be the case uh that they just looked at their failure rate and said there's not a significant difference so we're gonna basically put the worst heat seek on it I Um, can see that too I gotta imagine that someone there had I mean maybe this isn't the case I don't know I don't know how Sony runs but basically you need to keep your CPU CPU and GPU I think I want to say you shouldn't hit above 85 if I'm remembering correctly it depends on electrical components there's, opponents, there's components where you don't want to go above 60 degrees Celsius. There's ones that are rated for more like 85. There's some 100 degrees Celsius ones. Those are rare, though. Uh, I have to, I want, well, have to use the wrong word. I want to believe that someone looked at that and said, we're not hitting the top thing. We're going to lose a little performance, but it's going to be okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, the reason they did it's obviously going to be money, less metal less price to push it out yeah i mean definitely. that's just end of the day i hope that someone smart looked at it first and made a reasonable call i don't know that they did we'll see we i think
2: see. interestingly what this does is it now creates demand for the launch edition uh ps 5s <laughs> D- mind mind you this is point. mind you this is exclusively uh earliest currently only proven to be the case for the digital version only of the ps5 it's not the one with the disk drive Um, so maybe there is good justification for not needing as big of a heatsink because there's not moving parts or whatever i don't know Um, but yeah it, it creates an interesting new demand for the launch edition which already had a ton of uh issues being released um so this is definitely something i think we should uh keep and people should keep tabs on Um, if you're looking for like a specific PS five, uh, you gotta check the heat sink. It's kind of like a few years ago when Apple started putting in, I think it was different like chipsets in their, in their iPhones. And, uh, it was found that one of them was running, uh, I think it was Qualcomm and TSMC chips. Um, I don't know what specific chip it was, but it was, oh, it was, I think it was their A5 or their A whatever chip. And, um one of them was sucking up more battery life than the other. And so if you had one of the chips over the other, I think it actually may have been my iPhone 8.
1: Um, Yeah, it was probably one of the, uh, what do you call it? Chips ancillary, like not the main one, but probably all the side components to handle other stuff, right? It was one of the uh, ones made by
2: TSMC in in Qualcomm that they bought from them. This is, I don't know which one it was, but yeah, it, it ultimately did create a sort of like scare in the, in the community that, Hey, I can't believe I bought this inferior phone and no one told me about this. I wish I would have known, and if that was the case, I wish I would have been able to buy or get the phone that has the better chip, that gives you better battery life. Right. Um, so this is another example, I'm yeah. sure this is gonna be another example of that, and it's a bit easier to check uh, heat sinks. And obviously, you know, if it's made before a certain date that it has the old heatsink. And again, this is only proven to be true on the digital model.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, we'll see, it could be that this ends up like, uh... The Xbox 360 I don't know if you guys remember the red ring of death, but uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, there was that rash of like failures that happened on a lot of Xbox consoles. So hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully it doesn't fail at like a ridiculous rate or anything like that. Hopefully it's, you know, everything's fine and it's just a hotter console, but you never know.
0: You never know. And At the same Mm -hmm.
1: time that that kind of CPU problem, though, happens all the time because I mean, every CPU is technically different. So you do end up with these weird problems where overclockers encounter this the most, to be honest. But you have a a ton of times where you get either really lucky or really unlucky and your CPU can only do exactly as set on the box or you get really lucky and it can go like way over and you got this miracle check they call that binning because
0: in yes. some cases, they, they manufacture processors that are better or higher, and maybe only part of it doesn't work. If instead of wasting the entire chip, they can just disable that one part and make it a lower quality chip. And if you can unlock the potential there, uh potentially with um enabling some other features of the chip or pushing it a little harder than what it was designed for you you can get through that which is really cool so yeah we will definitely have to uh see what goes on in this situation hopefully uh they didn't make a bad move here and we will see all righty Next article we have for you is Astell and Kern's latest A&Ultima SP2000T Portable Digital Audio Player Packs a Next-Gen Triple Amp System. Now, this is a very, very complex article here. It was really interesting to read, but basically they have a triple amp system that has characteristics of a normal op amp, a tube amp, and a hybrid amp that basically allow you to kind of switch between what what sound quality you want to have. And Ryan, I know you are going to enjoy this uh, one yeah.
2: thoroughly. I want to hear your take.
1: Uh I'm curious about some of the other details about it still. Uh, I don't. I run into I listen, my my brother was an audio engineer. I kind of got hooked on that train a while ago. There's a lot of like very niche things that you have to look at for all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But I love the idea. You love it's the like, idea. That's, yeah, it's the sad thing about phones is like, if you have big headphones, you don't really have like a way to take them with you anywhere or like put them on the go or anything because like truly big, high power, like the best quality headphones, you can't run from a phone properly. And that has to do with like electrical characteristics and like ohms and all that. I don't know if I want to get into the (laughs) nitty gritty of how that works, right? And everything, but it's—I mean, it's really cool. I want to know what the uh, resistance is on the actual thing, Uh, just that I'm curious. But I don't know if they would have actually put that. Has a
0: 256 gigabyte onboard memory card. Uh, Yeah, they wouldn't
1: have put the resist. It's a really niche spec. Yeah. Uh, Gen- the point i'm making there though is if you match your headphones resistance to your amp's resistance you get way better audio you get a louder audio and it's just perfect uh mm. i still love this though i still love that they're trying to replicate uh the sound of a tube amp which in my opinion is the absolute best sound there is Uh, If you've ever played instruments through an amplifier or anything, those ideally are all uh, tube amps. Hmm. Uh, It's not always the case, obviously, but that's generally what you want. Regardless, I love this. I love the idea. Uh, Even their Bluetooth, they took the time to I think they put LDAC in there, which is uh, Sony's lossless wireless audio technology, I believe. I. Want to say they did. I don't know if it's lossless actually, but it's very high quality. Well, I'm this is a
0: really cool product, but do you have buy. the $2,400 that it
1: costs to buy it? I was waiting to drop that on Ryan. No, I don't. <laughs> I do not have $2,400. That's insane. There's yes. a really
2: cool uh, video in there and it kind of shows the insides if you're able to uh, right, let toggle me... that on video. Let me yeah. Uh, yeah i should be able to it but... shows some visuals it shows the um well everything
0: i'm just gonna mute it for now uh but here
1: and That's i looked confused. i saw something that said it was only one ohm of resistance which tells me that Ooh, i can't put pretty. giant headphones on it
0: i could yeah actually good point
1: you i mean you can put it has mecha- it has
0: mechanical dampening inside it. Yep. Wow. That's Wait, impressive. Why? Here. Uh, mechanical. Uh, where is it?
1: Is it because they put an actual tube in there? Yes. Like Why would they need? Yep. Mecha- oh, yeah. Okay. It's, a, it's a real See? vacuum tube. Oh, that's why it costs so much money.
2: Yes. Yeah, there's an op amp, a, va- a real vacuum tube, and then a hybrid sort of of the two. So that's the three. Oh, okay. I the get three. That filter,
1: uh, yeah, like three amp system. Mode. That yeah. actually makes a lot of sense to me.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, right.
1: I don't know if they still make vacuum tubes almost at all.
2: No, there are these like, tiny uh, things. They, they talk about the, the specs in there, in the article, yeah, they're, they're
1: a lot, uh, I'll sum it up. By I like this a lot. I don't know, like a normal headphone like these, I think is like, 50 ohms or something like that which is still a lot bigger than obviously like the generic pair that you'd get from apple or whatever but uh like really expensive pairs are usually like 250 ohms and stuff and i don't think that's gonna match those okay so i think i don't think i honestly i could be wrong i keep looking for the specs that would tell me that i can't find it um i will say these are going to be able to for example like drive the headphones i have right now very well and i love the idea i don't have twenty four hundred dollars <laughs> there you go well you know what's better than twenty four
0: hundred dollars getting a free fix Twenty five. for <laughs> 25. Yeah. there you go <laughs> <laughs> please comment if you got that joke um <laughs> but anyway something that, that is nice and free uh Free is good. So Apple announced free repairs for some iPhone 12 models with receiver issues. Long story short, they say a very small percentage of devices have issues with the um, uh, actual speaker that's receiving phone calls. And it's really interesting because they said they'll fix it for free. No problem. But if you have any other issue with your phone, you're going to have to fix that before you come to them. So if your (laughs) screen is cracked or any other problem, you're going to have to fix
2: that first. Well, it's a little misleading here though. It's any issue that would impede them from otherwise fixing it. Yeah, that I think that's fair. Um, They're not going to just replace your screen for free if it's cracked, but keep in mind, this is a phone that's not even a year old. Um, I would hope people or most of the people that have this issue don't already have cracked screens or any other, odd, you know, bad things that are happening with their phones. Um, But I don't think that's in out of pocket or or an absurd request. I mean, at
0: least for me, I it's one of those things where we we bring up like right to repair and stuff like that in the past. Um, Yeah, I don't think that the manufacturer if the manufacturer screwed something up. They should fix that regardless of what condition it's in. But that's that's just me. I mean, granted, I wouldn't want to show up with a thing in like 40 like a bin of parts, but if it's it's one of those things where there's a cosmetic defect or maybe I jailbroke my phone or something like that, they should still fix that issue because it is in in the long term, their hardware fault that caused the issue.
2: Sure. But I mean, if there's something that's impeding them in, in the beginning, I mean, that's not something that they're going yeah, to cover. I will say this ten years ago when the iPhone four was unveiled, um, they had this huge antenna gate problem. And Steve Jobs basically chalked it up to you're holding it wrong. There's no problem with it. And then they fixed it in the following year's phone. Yeah, we've talked about this in the last episode, maybe two. Um, but Apple's listening to their users. They're understanding that sometimes their their products have problems, and they're being proactive and getting out in front of it, and saying, "Hey, we understand this is a problem. This is, you know, on us. We'll fix it for you. No, no questions asked."
1: For yeah, sure. it's. Uh, yeah, the thing with that—that that was their first uh, foray into a full aluminum design. So they didn't yet know how to properly place their antennas and how big antennas they need to get outside the phone. It was a funny situation uh what concerns me more is what a small percentage means right yeah that's... what percentage is that is what I want to know Is it less than a percent or is it like three percent? They only because all I found numbers they've sold over a hundred million phones. So it
2: well, hold says on. phones are iPhone 12s. iPhone 12. And this only does include iPhone 12 sales
1: cross 100 million mark within seven months of launch.
2: It only affects the iPhone 12 and the iPhone 12 Pro, Pro. not the Pro Max or the Mini. That's and it also says manu- question. manufactured manufactured
0: between October 2020 and April 2021. So.
2: That's a six month window. I mean, sure. that's a good chunk of time, so, but right. again, I'm, it's two of the four phones.
1: Listen, I am willing to drop this down to 50 million for you <laughs> when I'm doing this math. There you go. Let's call it 1%. <laughs> and we have 500,000 phones that you can't properly sure. hear out of. <laughs>
2: sure.
1: <laughs>
0: True.
2: I mean, yeah, that's a mistake. And that's, and, yeah. And even still, they're getting in front of it. And not yeah,
1: not to be not to be too mean because these mistakes do happen. Yeah, it's hard. perfect. To take like your failure rate in a test setting, and it's hard to take that and properly extrapolate it out to yes. 100 100 million. Million. It a hundred million. A difficult difficult problem to solve for. Right. I, I'm not judging them too harshly on this. I know how impossible that is. It's just, but it did happen, and it's not a good thing. Yeah, and they are right, trying to fix it, which is a good thing. Right, I agree.
0: So, yeah, and another yeah. bet, ba- another bad thing that happened uh, <laughs> with with another Apple, uh, new iPhone message flaw enables zero click hack. Uh, we talked about the Pegasus malware a while ago on the show here. Well, it's back now. Um, basically, saying that a new version of Pegasus has been discovered, which bypasses more security patches that have been uh, created by Apple, um, and basically the big issue with these these type of a hack is what's called zero clicks so just by receiving a, a tainted message or something the user doesn't even have to get involved with actually executing the malware they just have to get it which is concerning and hopefully sure. this is going to be something that apple is going to pitch um uh, very very or sorry fix very very quickly
1: yeah so. zero clicks are always the scariest because like so you can't really mitigate if someone's gonna click on malware or do something stupid like that. There's only so much you can do as the company, but those zero clicks, those are on your shoulder, and those are the scariest ones
0: right because in in that message, they harness whatever code you the the company uses to receive the message and read the message text to actually execute the malware or any bad, bad code within there. And that's why you had that. Uh, I, I forget which, which phone it was with, but a long time ago, if you sent that certain text message, your uh, phone would reboot. Very similar. Was like, yeah. yeah. Was that
1: 2017?
0: I, it has to have been. That feels like I 2017
2: to me. I thought I was in high school when that, when that happened.
0: Yeah. That, that had, uh, Did it not happen 2015 again
2: then? that was 2015 yeah
1: huh cuz i distinctly remember being at dinner with i think it was uh you Fitz. and you t- messing with someone by sending it to them oh
0: yeah i remember that because they yeah. had they hadn't so patched it their didn't phone fixed
1: then or something
0: no they they didn't patch their phone and i i i remember ah. we were i it may have been i it may have been somebody that both of us know. Um, and, uh, he, he didn't patch his phone and I remember giving him crap about it and telling him that this was a problem. And I'm like, he was like, no, it's not, it's fine. And then I did this and he's like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. it was, that was funny. But yeah, those zero click malwares, that, that is the problem there.
2: So, yeah, no, it's definitely problematic. I remember when that, uh, that iMessage, one of the first iMessage hacks came out where if you send the right thing, you can reboot their phone. I remember at the time it wasn't just rebooting phones; some people it was bricking phones. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that's a lot yeah. Less. yeah. So rebooting I, is I,
1: annoying, and you can ruin someone that way. But it's not like, oh, I bricked your phone, haha.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. For them. my mean... uncle sent me the message that. Rebooted my phone. I don't know what I was doing. I was really mad at the time, but I was also like 15 years old or whatever 16 <laughs> years old
1: There you um,
2: go but Yeah, it's no, probably a little funnier <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely I mean i'd still be annoyed now if someone did to I me mean, not to mention I have a job that requires me to have my phone on me but um And i'm planning a trip right now with three other guys um, That oh, we're going yeah. on in two days but yeah, it it's it's inconvenient and it's also a big problem it's a big security problem um and the the bigger concern is that um when asked if the latest patch the latest software update does cover this new version of pegasus apple did not comment which leads me to believe that it is vulnerable still and what's i'm curious about because we are at the end of the month here in august Um, I'm curious whether or not they are going to send out another uh, iOS 14 dot dot patch Um, given how close we are probably about two weeks or so out from the unveiling of the next uh, iPhone along with that following Friday or I believe the Friday after that announcement or a few days after the release of the next major software iOS 15 um now whether they'll bake that sort of fix into 15 or they'll throw out a new fix is um a question that we'll, we'll find the answer to shortly i'm sure um but it's one that i do i am definitely
1: i have to imagine they'll issue like a hot fix for 14. they, they have to maybe not like a like .00 that. something but maybe it's just like labeled hot fix like emergency security repair or something like that right
0: right you know what? It is also really inconvenient. Um, getting hit by a bus. What?
1: And that is inconvenient. Huh? Uh,
0: Toyota actually wound up halting all of its self-driving e-pallet vehicles at the Olympic, uh, Paralympic Games because of an accident, unfortunately, with um somebody in the Paralympics, uh, and the bus didn't realize that they were there, and uh, uh basically, I believe it. Nobody was injured from what I, what I, uh, uh, yeah, it said the, the Paralympic, the athlete who remained conscious was taken to the athlete village medical center for treatment and was able to walk back to their residence, but it's still not fun. Um, and this basically caused Toyota to decide to halt the self-driving part of the vehicles at the Olympics. And it's, it's, it's interesting because that brings up a very interesting point about the ethics of self-driving cars and how they're programmed about people who don't understand the dangers of a moving car or cannot perceive that a car is coming. Um, And that, that really brings up a big, a big uh, dilemma when creating self-driving AI. Yeah.
2: I'm kind of surprised that they were, including these vehicles at the uh, paralympics given this um, i'm sure they weren't intending it Um, and funny enough there was a manual operator at the wheel when it did happen Um, but that it is concerning that they didn't they didn't think too much about the potential for an accident and given all the stuff that we're seeing with autopilot crashing into emergency responders and um, failing to recognize just plain and simple things in the road um, and causing accidents because of it, even it's at at uh, at uh, slow speeds. If you have any person who cannot perceive the danger. I mean, there's there's very little chance of avoiding it and that's a very dangerous situation and so i don't think this is a great opportunity um to test this sort of technology maybe during the regular olympics and even still i mean with with a prototype essentially i again i i have a bit of concern um especially when you're dealing with world-class athletes who if they suffer an injury they could be out um this athlete actually that did get uh hit was supposed to um compete the following day wow so it i I don't really like this whole push for um new technology that hasn't fully been fleshed out um that could put people at risk especially people that are supposed to be competing right
0: and yeah and people who are inherently more vulnerable uh which is which is an even bigger issue um with that the I, i i don't know i mean yeah,
1: I mean, I've never liked self-driving cars completely. Uh, it makes me nervous to have a self-driving car. Honestly, it makes me nervous that my car has a computer in it that'll shut off if someone hacks it. That makes me nervous too. But uh, yeah, you, you're the type of person who has a
0: printer from 2006 <laughs> and then a loaded firearm next to it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why? In case the printer starts acting up and I need to threaten it. <laughs> no,
2: in case your Tesla bot goes insane
1: oh yeah that listen i i said that last week man all right robots spaceships cars flamethrowers like he's building an army i know it (laughs) there you go. joking aside though uh yeah i think it really does bring into light too uh how do i guess liability for this right if you're gonna be a company and put this out i have to imagine pretty soon there's gonna be some pretty intense liability laws on self-driving cars. And I mean, I, I it wouldn't surprise me to have regulators make it like very easy to sue someone for getting hit by a self-driving car. Yeah, not
0: even just the person themselves, even the company, the provider, the AI, and any of that stuff. I, I could definitely see that being a, yeah. a big push in the future. And- Ooh, yeah, to tra- oh,
2: sorry, continue. I'll 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 bookmark that. We'll come back to that.
0: Okay, and to sure. continue on that, uh, that is kind of what happened uh, this last week, where an autopilot uh, Tesla and autopilot slammed into a Florida state police car here. Uh, kind of the same thing that we've been talking about, where autopilot is basically being abused. Tesla drivers are just basically doing anything else uh, while they're in these cars, and they're just being dumb computers. They're rocks. We tricked into think that now can drive two ton death machines. Like, yeah, it's
2: (laughs) well, well, the, the reason why this article is not startling, but important, um, is because the problem they're having with autopilot specifically is that it keeps crashing into first responders vehicles for whatever reason. Um, that's a big problem. I mean. Take out the fact that it's a car, a vehicle on the road, an obstacle that should not be hit. Like that's, that's, that's bad already. Now you add on to that, that it's a first responder either helping someone or trying to prevent something from happening. And now you're causing more of a problem and adding to the danger. Um, I didn't think you were moving on an article. So I'm going to bring that bookmark right back now. Um, You you mentioned, you know, suing the, the car maker, the um the ai maker all all that um it's interesting you say it just because we mentioned last week on the show that uh test, that Elon Musk did mention he would be open to licensing out autopilot which is also concerning because it's having so many issues um on the road specifically with first responders um i would not be licensing out a product and i would not be buying a product um that has issues like this and uh if this is a model, um, like a services model, I suppose, um, kind of like how Apple's doing the whole services thing that, that Tesla wants to do, um, with their software, they really need to think about it and, and really refine it because not only is this hurting their own fleet, um, and not training it well, um, as well as adding headaches, headaches for themselves as a company, and having to deal with these, these tragic, um, incidents but it's also potentially affecting their future business model and and future revenue streams.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah very, very the last good little point. thing too is uh, how quiet electric cars are. I mean, there's, if you're about to get hit by one, you better have good hearing and you know, hear the tires on the road or else I mean, the engine's not making almost any noise whatsoever.
2: True. Yeah. I mean tesla's put in fake noise um yeah. some sort of subtle fake noise of i don't know how long it's been it must have been since i've been in high school i think five years ago let's say four years ago um to prevent bad things from happening because people were not able to hear the cars because they're so quiet um yeah which is a very valid on um an understandable you know pause for concern and, and oh, to yeah. do something like this yeah
0: definitely and it's it's just this, this, I don't know for, for me, at least, I just feel like this self-driving technology, it's like fitting, fitting a, a square peg into a round hole. We are, we are forcing that into the market, even though people as a whole are too irresponsible and aren't ready for that. Um, I mean in in my opinion there's the people who understand like hey this is the limitations of the software and then there's people who are like I got me one of them self-driving car things <laughs> like like one one of that that type of thing where it's like um it's it there's just such a dichotomy of people who understand the limitations of the software and the people who are um just so eager to use it in the, the state that it's just not in yet, so.
2: Well, I mean, we, we covered this uh, at this point probably a month or two ago. Um, the guy out in California who was getting uh, his Teslas revoked and, and taken from him because he was driving the backseat and made news about it and said, I will keep buying Teslas. I have the Bitcoin money to do it and I'll keep doing it and you won't be able to stop me. I think that's very different though um, from what I can only hope is a bit more of a responsible user who's using it and then something happens where the the software thinks and responds quicker than the um the user or the operator can respond themselves and and correct um which is really which is not good i'm not saying it's good at all um but I, i would like to give a little bit of um I don't want to cast so much blame on on like this person. I hope they're not being so irresponsible because we've seen people that are so, they're so much more irresponsible and they're doubling down on it. Right. Very good point.
0: Very good. On in other uh, electric car news, uh, Rivian uh, filed for its IPO seeking a $80 billion valuation. Uh, there's a catch here. Uh, they haven't delivered a uh, single car. So uh, I don't know what makes them
2: worth $80 billion, personally. The idea. <laughs> They've delayed their cars quite a few times. They've also kept on unveiling new models, um, which is almost like Tesla, except Tesla has delivered cars and they're public. Um, I think this is a more extreme version of that. Um, having logistical issues and, and having to push back I, release dates, fine, fine, fine. But um, I, I don't think there's a good reason to go public if you really can't trade this stock based off of really any concrete results, any any sort of you know data with with you know uh, sales, demand, yeah, sales or anything, anything, yeah. The, the, the reason why I understand it's being pushed so heavily though is because this company is backed by um, Amazon I believe Ford uh, companies like Amazon Ford um, uh, Schwab it, it doesn't surprise me in that regard that it, these companies are so confident in, in, in this this product this this company that they're willing to go public already with it um, and I guess it really only helps them I, I really can only imagine the one of the main reasons of them wanting to go public is because they want more money. And they believe that there's enough hype around it around Rivian already such that it will it'll catapult its its launch uh, of their first uh, round of vehicles successfully, and then help them in the future. They also believe they're a very good competitor or will be a very good competitor to Tesla. The problem is Tesla has cars on the road. Granted, they're crashing, some of them are crashing, but they have cars on the road. Rivian has not sold, has not produced a single vehicle, has not delivered right. a single vehicle. They in in this article, um, it's
0: it's really interesting from Bloomberg here. They're talking about like their grand plans yeah, and all this stuff, and I'm like, okay, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. Like same same situation. Uh,
2: there it is. Ashton, speak louder than words.
1: Mm-hmm. It reminds me vaguely of uh, I don't know if you guys remember Theranos. Yep. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. The scandal surrounding if anyone that, doesn't. Yeah, if anyone doesn't, it was this uh, blood testing startup, where the CEO was like going out on stage pretending she was like Steve Jobs or something and like, doing all this crazy stuff and a bunch of money got put behind them. And then all the money disappeared and the company folded. None of their stuff actually worked. None of it was ever put into practice. And it folded. I'm not saying Rivian doesn't have working cars. I'm not saying their cars aren't going to be great. I'm saying I show me the sales numbers first. That's what I'm saying. Right. And then put out your IPO and I will put money at it. But I want to see those numbers first. I've seen I've seen one too many uh, scams like that. Well, I'm not saying they are a scam. They're probably there's a better than likely chance they're completely legitimate business. I'll be honest. I don't know that much about them. Rivian, yeah. But I do I do want to see sales numbers. I just
0: think I mean their their cars look kinda of weird in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because the I mean, cyber I mean, truck looks so normal. I, I mean, okay, come definitely on. Is you think more of a... you think
0: that looks you think that looks like somebody with a car designing degree designed it? It looks like something I drew when I was three. It reminds me of a Range Rover.
2: Mm. Yeah. It actually kinda does. I can see it. I can see it. Like yeah. an electric Range Rover. Yeah, I can yeah. see yeah. that. I, I, yeah. I can
0: see it, yeah. I mean they have, um, there's no grill the though. Green... That that's the
2: big thing. Like have a grill. Well, at least fits. some I mean, sort doesn't of a, need a grill. grill. Doesn't need a grill. Yeah, Functionally but... doesn't serve a purpose, so why have one? <laughs> the just, then, what's the your Apple's focal gotten rid of them? Ford's. But at least they, they
0: have a focal point at the front of the car. They have they have a, a center point. This is just literally like a like a bar. Even even the I mean, uh, the the Cybertruck has an entire light bar that that's kind of like the focal point of the front of the car. It's not like
2: the Cybertruck is a flashy pickup truck. <laughs> also, I think personally, um, just as it was in the twenties, thirties, and forties, um, as it is a little less now. The centerpiece to that front of the car is the hood ornament. Okay, it's it's the brand. It's showing exactly where it is. It used to be big, you know, uh, ornate designs. You know, Love I mean, I guess Jaguar still is Jaguar. Bentley's has the has the B. Um the spirit of ecstasy on the Rolls, the, Royce. The, uh, Rolls Royce. These are all expensive. I examples. think there's a handful However, of those
1: babies that still have
2: it. Yes, they do still have the the tri uh, star tri tip star. That. Ah, dude, I miss her. Um, ornaments. I do, too. My point being, I think there's already a focal point, And I think that honestly, some of these more subtle designs uh, that we're seeing in electric cars not only kind of match where we are sort of I hate saying this as a society but you know a lot of things now in the designs are flat they're simple they're basic minimalistic. Um, minimalistic thank you I it, think it kind of falls in line with that and and again there's no reason to have a grill so why spend the time and the money trying to design and manufacture some complex part when you can make something like a really cool light bar a great example you can put some sort of different uh shape in the front or honestly just dump it get rid of it and move on there are more important things to uh design an electric car than than a, a fake grill tesla fought that battle for a while and then realized there's no reason to
0: well yeah and uh that's definitely interesting and uh We'll we'll take our our argument offline with that one, uh, because I have I have some stuff to say, but we don't have time for it here, unfortunately. But what we do have time for is our meme tweet segment here, um, where basically we go over uh, a meme tweet, uh, some from some tech leader or something in the tech world that we saw as funny. Uh, so Grislo, you
2: want to you want to take this one? Sure. Yeah. Um... Welcome back to another section of meme tweets. Um this week we have Elon Musk again. He's back. He's kind of finished his sort of big engineering uh focus on the Starship. Um he's been really focused on that. So he hadn't we we couldn't get a lot of content out of him. We couldn't squeeze anything out of him. But finally, that product's done or mostly done. So now he has time to um just kind of meme on Twitter. So uh we just talked about Rivian and how this company that has not sold a single car or delivered a single car is trying to uh, capture an $80 billion valuation for their IPO. Uh, And so Elon Musk himself being the uh, CEO of a major or one of the most uh, profitable or or the the biggest, maybe not profitable, but the biggest uh, electric car companies in the States, had a little something to say about it. Uh, So breaking news, all all the stuff about Rivian uh, and and very excited about it, uh, except for Elon Musk uh, responding. Want to be reasonable, but maybe they should be required to deliver at least one vehicle per billion dollars of valuation before the IPO, which is a funny jab. And uh, I think it's very fair. Again, I I really don't see how you can get an $80 $80 billion, excuse me, valuation for a car company that has not delivered a single car. Right. Yeah.
1: I think, I don't know. I'm curious. I don't know what Tesla's was when they went to IPO. I don't know if they had delivered cars first or not. I don't remember what the deal with that was that's years ago hmm. and i do not have uh
0: uh memory on it.
1: Like that. 226
0: million dollars. okay that's substantially less <laughs> and that was 2010
2: so they had they okay had so accounting for inflation the, uh, they they delivered at least the first uh model uh supercar i forgot what they called it the, the uh roadster it looks like a lotus roadster let's
1: just say they had delivered none just for the sake of argument that's a lot less than 80 billion
0: right yeah they had uh what is it their their valuation
2: i can't believe i'm blanking on the name of the car i this was one of the cooler cars
0: excuse me i i apologize their valuation was 1.6 billion dollars the the ipo raised 226 million dollars ah okay uh, that's still a lot
1: but did the they roadster. deliver a car first yeah the roadster yeah, yeah that's, that's what i said roadster. 2008. Did, but they did deliver cars first yes right yes okay i'll take it
2: right and then the model s came in uh i want to say it was 2000 it might have been 2011. i think so yeah yeah when did the I y mean, come
1: along was the y oh the y was was the y before or after the x or the x,
2: 2012 right? the the model s
1: hmm okay
2: but, again, they had a car, and they had a promise for a car. Um, yep. Rivian has not, has not given a single car out. They have not delivered. They have not manufactured, other than the the few concept cars, which I'm sure, well, I mean, I guess they have to do testing on them in some way, but I'm sure they are not fully functioning, fully functioning examples.
1: Yeah. Right. And, I mean, we'll see.
2: We'll but it see. does seem a little wild
1: to not have a sale in the books. Well, they might have pre-sale and all that. I don't know. Right. Yes.
2: They, they have, they I, have a, a good amount of pre-sale, but again, they haven't delivered on it. I mean, it's yeah, like yeah, if yeah. Tesla had I, never I delivered a car delivered. and then said, yeah, we're, we're worth this much and had yeah. no, and, and had very few promises, uh, I, promising I, I, deliveries. I,
1: I think we'd all like to see some cars delivered.
2: Yes. Yeah, no, I want to see cars delivered. And, and to, get, to that point, I want to see a, a true Tesla rival a, a fully electric car company that's legitimate that has the backing of other you know big companies in this in i guess not in the space but in the states at least um right. that can really rival tesla i want it yeah. for for one main reason or two main reasons um one well, three one price competition sure. drive down price right. two um if there's another company that can make cars quicker than you, then you're probably going to be incentivized to start making your cars a little quicker. So hopefully that would cut down on Tesla's wait times that they currently are experiencing with a lot of these cars. Cybertruck was unveiled about two years ago. Um, the semi was, I think a year prior, um, or earlier in that year, just I mean, nonetheless, and Roadster sure. was supposed to come out last year. I think uh, or this year, I, will give I think it would push a them bit of, because of the chip shortage. they were the chip shortages of last year they were supposed to have this car out before that was a problem and and not to mention the other two cars the the um, Cybertruck and then the semi truck my third point um, and I I think I've made this point before Tesla's aren't exactly um, they're not made the greatest they don't have the best quality control There's a lot of gaps in the panels and discrepancies between the left and right side of the car. Um, Not to mention, and I I still can't get over this, um, the lack of some sort of gutter system to keep water from going straight or, or snow for that matter, to go straight from the back windshield into the trunk. Why isn't that solved? Why isn't that issue resolved? That's a very simple design fix. I don't know why Tesla of all companies like can't figure it out when every other company car company has figured out with every one of their cars, no matter if it's new or 50 years old, they figured it out. Right. So if one company can do it better and they can, they can prove, right. they can make a cheaper car, they can deliver it quicker. And they need to prove that they can deliver cars, but deliver it quicker and then do better with our quality control. Um, you've got an instant Tesla rival and it, again, competition only makes things better for the consumer.
1: There you go i will say there's companies that have a car that competes with tesla i don't think there's any there it's like they have a line of electric vehicles that can even stand up because like i know for example uh ford coming out with their f-150 lightning and that's supposed yeah. to be like a genuinely amazing electric truck that sure will 100 percent compete i think with the cyber truck just based off mm. the bits i've seen of it uh yeah as far as the other complaints you had i think uh Tesla doesn't attract enough, like proper car people. I think uh, you're right, because uh, I think you get more tech nerds than like, uh, motorheads, I don't know what the word is, gearheads, yeah. gearheads. That's the word. You get I, more gearheads no. than uh. you get less gearheads than like tech people at Tesla, which honestly could explain some of like, some of their oversights and all that I think.
0: I think Once more so it, than
1: that's
2: a guess. I think more so than that, and I was thinking about this the other day. Um, as I, I was just walking through the the aisle of cars at Costco, walked past a Tesla Model Three or whatever it was. I thought about it for a second. You know, I think more than the tech uh, people, I think it's actually attracting people that are just more excited about Tesla and just excited about a new technology or a new kind of electric car, and the focus is more on that, and then can it go as far as I want it to versus Okay, what are all the features of the car? Or does it meet all the standards that I have for any other car? I think no, people no. are more excited about the technology, even if they're not tech consumers. Um, they're just excited about uh, this new you know, thing. Um, and, and there's oversight that comes with that.
1: You're right. I think you misunderstood me. I meant for employees.
2: I still i still i guess
1: you're, I don't understand I, you're correct now. about who uh, you're talking about who buys them i think you're correct about who buys them but i mean employee wise they need pro- they probably need more like gearheads right like, like work like for car... them and help them design their cars who have designed cars before right like I have mechanics to imagine they have or... less of those than like tech people who are like engineers and like electrical engineers specifically and like that kind of thing that's all i mean
0: people who understand the, these deliberate design choices and their, their effect in car design, yeah. as opposed to people who can optimize and eliminate and make, make a thing go fast. Yeah. They I don't, mean, don't know
1: for sure. I don't work for Tesla. <laughs> ex-
2: yeah. Exactly. I see what you're yeah. saying. I see what you're saying now.
1: Yeah. So
2: I will be submitting my resume in a few weeks. Elon call me. They're looking for robot engineers who oh. knows <laughs> elon we know you're watching talk to elon, us we'd love elon, to give a show <laughs> we'd love to give yeah
0: elon big fan show we elon, lifetime fan i of the I, show. I still we i still stand by it's it's one of those things where it's like if we get big enough i would meme tweet him <laughs> and if he shows up on the show quote me now and we'll put this in the show whenever he shows oh, no. up that would be so no. much fun but oh, okay i'm knows? not sure we're gonna
1: make it concrete like we're going to do x no
0: no 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 not yet
2: uh, we'll, yeah. we'll see elon but... musk give ryan a job he's a good guy <laughs> Wait, there's two people here who can vouch for him oh yes yeah, the there you go there's two there people we here who go. can vouch for him yeah oh, elon, we know you're watching we know you're fan i of the know
1: show. you're a fan <laughs> of the show there we go oh man <laughs>
0: Well, uh, speaking of the startup life here, our next article we have for you is about Dawn Aerospace, based out of New Zealand, conducting five flights of its suborbital space plane. It's a nice little drone-looking thing, nice and small and tiny, too, uh, designed to fly six... 60 miles above Earth's surface. They only took it to 3,500 feet here just for a couple tests, uh, but it's 16 feet long and weighs 165 pounds empty, but basically they're in the early stages of uh, designing this. They have a nice little uh, like uh, engine on the back, got it up to like 3,000 feet, and then they're going to mount a rocket engine on it and get it up to 60 miles where they could hopefully deploy Uh, satellites or do other things like that and their big draw with this specific design is the fact that they can um, do multiple flights a day with this single um, plane which is super cool so I'm super excited for them and hope it works out Um, great to see another competitor for SpaceX starting to emerge
2: I wouldn't be so sure about that it's early on but the size of this thing is smaller than a a subcompact car Um, they've got a long way to go not to mention i think what they're doing is vastly different than spacex spacex is going interplanetary and in even the the lesser degree you know just to the moon and into space they're they're trying to do suborbital stuff it's a bit different and again they've got a long way to go for sure yeah, it
1: sounds more like a virgin competitor than anyone i actually yeah, good point actually good very good point
0: i i completely
1: forgot about them not gonna lie
2: it
0: if, uh, if that
2: this was 60 kilometers i believe they were going up um virgin okay. was 85 kilometers um okay and there's there's and a bit so of a still not a perfect
1: it's still not a perfect comparison but
0: it's the closest, the closest that you can make. yeah
1: it's
0: the closest True. i got man yeah there you go there you that's go closest you can make In other SpaceX news, too, uh, SpaceX will get cheaper after a big upgrade. Long story short, uh, I didn't realize this, but Tesla or excuse me, SpaceX actually takes a loss on every one of their uh, famous terminal dishes that they make. Uh, It costs $1,300 to produce and they charge the end user $500, I believe, for the end user unit. But the uh, the CEO, uh, Glenn Maxwell, I believe is her name. Um, she or not the CEO, the COO, um, actually announced that they have CFO? worked. COO, um, where is she? There's a quote. The COO? The... I thought it was CTO. <laughs> I
1: don't How know. many? Are... Who's How right? Many... Uh, who cares? Gwyn Gwynne
0: Shotwell, the pre- <laughs> she she's the president. Dang it, Gwyn Shotwell, We're all wrong. We're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> We're all we wrong. all to do a lap, yeah, exactly. But anyway, um she said that they're working on a design to half the cost of creating that and then hopefully by the uh end of next year half that again so down to 25 percent of what it would cost for them to create one of these as it stands right now which is good because that could hopefully pass on the savings to the consumer however they do not mention that yeah they do not mention that they're going to lower the price so we can hope that they're going to pass that
1: I don't see why they would lower the price if they've been taking losses for the first like few batches of them
2: i i agree with you ryan too because from what i had heard um in recent months they had been going past the speeds that they had promised they had been making them even better and getting the coverage um far past what they had initially um published and so I think if that's the case where it's much better than it was advertised, um, even if they're, they're you're seeing uh, a, short, a smaller cost to themselves, um, I don't think it necessarily means they need to translate that into cost savings for the consumer because they're ultimately getting a better product than they even advertise. Not to mention, like you said, they're taking, you know, yeah. a good loss right now. They're, they need to recoup those at some point. ROI, um, return on investment.
0: <laughs> there you not go.
2: To mention, not to mention, they do want to use these, I think, um, not, uh, not just the, the program, um, but the satellite's um, launchings as part of, uh, you know, ability to fund, self-fund. Um, so I, I think yeah. it would be imperative. They would make it as good for the consumer, consumer as possible but also you know good for their own money-making model
1: yeah honestly and they have their own built in subscription model i imagine with this too because i mean you got to pay for your internet i imagine the satellites are some form of solar 100 bucks a month uh yep yeah Yeah. satellites are solar powered well you kind of have to be i don't see how else you're getting electricity up there yeah (laughs) uh
2: (laughs) i mean it's meant for remote areas or areas that don't um, yeah, have n't yeah. historically gotten you know internet and, and to be honest with you the the pitch is very simple. I'm happy with that. Yeah, the pitch is very simple. It's this or it's
1: nothing. Choose. It's not even well. Sometimes you have the option, but your option is it's this or you get ten megabytes per second down if you're lucky. If I mean have. I
2: know someone who in where they uh, where they live they get two down and that's the best.
1: Jeez, that's it. I I was suffering 10. at ten. I did 10 for a summer in the middle of nowhere california and that was pain i can't
2: imagine two yeah (laughs) five times worse crazy all
1: right i'm gonna watch this youtube video first let me just cook dinner do my laundry and make my bed and then when i get back it'll be halfway loaded yeah pretty much yeah
0: (laughs) well in other news with spacex as well um there is actually a liquid oxygen shortage um, for those of you who don't know, liquid oxygen, or LOX as they call it, powers m- all of the SpaceX rockets. And basically, they've said because of the pandemic um, is causing liquid oxygen to be short, like short and unavailable. Um, obviously, it was funny. The the president, this is this is Gwen here. Uh, she said, uh, <laughs> "What is it?" Uh, we're going to be impacted this year with lack of liquid oxygen. We certainly are going to make sure the hospitals are going to have the oxygen they need. Yeah. But for anybody who has liquid oxygen to spare, please send me an email.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me go check my uh, my attic and see if I've got any more liquid oxygen left. I've been using it like crazy. You, you wouldn't no, believe. no, no, no.
1: You say that. But like, I don't know if you've ever been like high up in mountains and stuff like that. A lot of people genuinely just have liquid oxygen on them. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I know what happened to my dad. He got altitude sickness, and that's the best way to fix it. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if you've been to Colorado a bunch. Uh, yep. They have they have oxygen bars. Yeah, it's insane.
2: I mean, Jeez. it's it's a whole industry, and it's I mean, based yeah. off of some very sound science. You, you yeah. got to drink, you got to hydrate, whatever. And if you, you don't, you run a very high chance of getting altitude sickness. That's why whenever we go on skiing trips. Um, out, out west with me and my family, um, we always hydrate a good amount before. And then you can yeah. have these like altitude sickness pills that, I mean, I'm you could argue that it's a placebo, whatever, but I mean, we've, we've taken them reliably. It always works. Sure. And, uh, I, I would stick to it because we've been on I'm... trips where someone's going on with us and they didn't hydrate properly. And then they got in one run. And was sidelined the entire rest of like the five day trip we were out in Jeez. Uh, Breckenridge. Jeez, yeah,
1: I-, I know that happened to my dad up somewhere in Colorado where he got altitude sickness. They gave him oxygen. He was back at it within an hour. Like he was wow. fine. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. So it does. That's a really quick turnaround. It's yeah. He broke his rib later on. Don't worry about that. But oh, <laughs> like altitude
2: sickness, though. I mean, affects you more than. I mean, it's literally like having a flu. It's like a really, sure. his, It's his like thing, having COVID. It's really bad and sure, it sure. sidelines you for a good amount of time.
1: Yeah, his um, thing was he just couldn't breathe. Speaking of having COVID, that's another area. Like hospitals need liquid oxygen, exactly. Especially, uh, for, for people who have severe cases, where it does end up attacking your lungs. Yeah, they. Just, uh, you need liquid oxygen because you need pure oxygen so that the parts of your lungs that aren't sick can have basically more free oxygen to use it's exactly a lot of people forget uh the air is mostly nitrogen it is not mostly oxygen yeah exactly and i'm pretty giants... sure that's correct yes you, you're right i don't right. know if it's m- the highest percentage of any element is nitrogen i know that mm-hmm
0: And it's it's interesting too because in this article, thanks to Space News, um, basically they talk about how, in the Orlando Utilities Commission said that its weekly deliveries of liquid oxygen used to purify the water there was down fifty percent, and that's having effects obviously because SpaceX is based in Florida. There, Uh, they have stuff at uh, Cape Canaveral, and uh, basically, you you used oxygen to purify water. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's it's part of. Uh, the only reason I know is because my my grandfather worked for the utility. Uh, basically, yeah. they they inject that the oxygen in there to better purify the water, causes the impurities to, I believe, rise, and then they could filter mm. that off. Huh. So, is because, there
1: any reason that has to be oxygen and not like nitrogen, for example? Because
0: nitrogen creates uh, toxic. yeah, it creates heavy water. And then the ox- uh, yeah. Does
1: it uh, bind and make an acidic water? Yep, I believe. Okay, so. let me use a different thing. Uh, helium or same thing. I believe. I want to. Or no,
0: helium. No, I don't, I don't no, no, no. Helium so. doesn't react with anything. <laughs> helium, expensive. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Is there?
2: Helium, don't forget helium shortage.
1: Yeah. Maybe there's not another maybe there's not enough free of just like a noble gas or something right. to do it with i don't know
2: who knows but i'm and, not a
1: chemist
0: <laughs> right and i i don't know but all i know is hopefully spacex can continue on their standard launch yeah. schedule with these additional shortages um and we will see how that goes on the other side of uh spacex you have uh the valiant ceo of spacex elon musk calling out uh, Jeff Bezos in this this article here, uh, via a tweet, I believe. Uh, so Elon Musk Bezos retired in order to pursue a full time job filling filing lawsuits against SpaceX. And basically he had a tweet about this, and I thought it was really funny. And long story short, it just goes to show uh, the kind of animosity both of them have for each other, just because um it's 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 just interesting, and uh, in this article they call they 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 start the article and they go. Elon Musk has criticized fellow centi billionaire and space cowboy Jeff Bezos for filing lawsuits against the former aerospace company SpaceX. Space <laughs> cowboy,
1: really? I, I yeah, just thought that was now. funny. I know, but I don't like it. I don't no, like, I like calling it. him a space like cowboy. It. No, it's here to stay. No, when I hear space cowboy, I think like trying to think of what else i can come up with i think of like armageddon bruce willis or like cowboy bebop or something i don't think of (laughs) jeff bezos
0: look at me (laughs) there you go yeah but um It's it's interesting going
1: up in his phallic shaped rocket is in space. Cowboydry.
0: Well, speaking about (laughs) that, here's a great transition to the next article. You can. Uh, Yes. You can actually buy a a new (laughs) Shepard starter set, model rocket from Estes Rockets, and it's a model rocket and it is sold out for the uh, Uh, you can't buy it.
2: So you you can't (laughs)
0: buy it. Uh, There's two of them. There's like a pre-order and then there's like the actual like little starter set thing, which is like the actual model rocket Um and i just find that funny. thank you. i i think Grizzlow, i think you sent this one in. yep. this is yep. so this is so funny and honestly the, the the shape of this uh is a lot worse than the the original. ryan pointed this out in the in the pre yeah, how many
1: am i allowed to make jokes about this or should we just carry on?
0: let's 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 keep it keep it
2: a, a pg13. pg
1: okay. we will carry this on then. okay.
2: i i, I don't know if it's just me but I guess I didn't pay attention to the rocket. Did there's actual rocket have a big black feather on it? I don't believe so. On I don't the, what on the, the paint job was like yeah, I don't remember what the paint job was. I thought it was mostly white. I I, I remember like blue lettering. I thought for New Shepard, but I, I don't remember. I don't recall seeing like. Yes. And that's a pretty big, noticeable, big black. Uh, 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 well, feather.
0: well, well, yeah. Apparently, yeah. yeah I did. guess.
2: I guess huh. we
1: mostly just saw one side of it. Maybe I, I think yeah. so.
0: Yeah, it looks like that that's that side point. was facing the launch tower here, so that's yeah, probably yeah. why we didn't see it. Hmm. But yeah, apparently there's. a... Yeah, I
1: remember when this was on the cover of the Little Mermaid. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, jeez. <laughs> that's hey. That's an. I'm allowed. That one's okay. Yep. That's the most mild one I got. All right. Yep. Hmm. But uh. Yeah, so apparently
0: it has a feather, and you can get a little rocket uh, to do all your little phallic-shaped rocket needs, I guess. Um, Yep. (laughs) Alrighty, in other rocket news, another uh, rocket launcher, um, Astra had a wobbly liftoff. Basically, long story short, I'm going to look up the video here once once I transition back, but uh, there's a really good video by Scott Manley on this on YouTube. But basically, the rocket had an engine failure and took off moving sideways instead of going up. So let me me find this this video real quick. And, uh, launch... And It was really interesting to see and just concerning almost to 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 like See what why is this launching the wrong way? So here. Uh, let me go back here So in partnership with NASA spaceflight space on this one So you will see it launch and then it's just it's going sideways That's that's not how a rocket's supposed to launch but Billy
1: Rocket, you're supposed to go up, not sideways.
0: But it did recover uh, until a couple minutes into the flight, sadly. And then all of a sudden, it's not supposed to do that. Uh, so they they terminated the flight, sadly. and yep, poor um, one out. Poor one out. But they did get a lot of good data, so I guess that's all that matters here. The thing I just find really interesting, and I gotta commend them for. And Scott Manley mentioned this in his video too. I commend whatever engineers made the flight control system on that thing, because how how they were able to recover, right? How they were able (laughs) to recover from the thing moving sideways and an engine failing to get the thing like vertical. That is that like that is yeah. Hats off to them. So,
1: yeah, someone deserves a raise. Yes. Well,
2: <laughs> so much deserves a raise. Someone else. Someone else deserve deserves demotion. to be fired. <laughs> Someone else
1: might need a pay cut. Another person needs a raise. Yeah. I mean, if, let's
2: be honest here, though. I mean, what were they, literally... were they really expecting that much of a successful flight where all of a sudden they were going to be the next SpaceX? No. This was their, I mean, fifth it's not easy.
1: It's literally rocket
2: science. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, any, any, any and, and SpaceX even had major failures and, and oh, yeah. cost them Constant. millions upon millions. Yeah. Exactly. Of dollars. Not to say this is not going to be, remember... like, you know, hurting their wallets and bottom line, but, um, I mean, what do you expect? And the interesting yeah, think, thing Oh, go ahead.
1: Oh no, I was just gonna say I think we've played on the show already the SpaceX compilation. I don't remember if it was Flight of the Valkyries or it was like mm-hmm. some Maybe overture or something. A no, it, it was I forget what music it's to, it was, but it's all of the rockets crashing. Is it overture of like something or is it what what's it's song? not Flight of the Valkyries. It's
0: gotta be. It? I think you're right. I think it is Flight of the Valkyries. How to No, not I think it's land, overture of uh, something. Orbital
1: I think it's like overture number something or something like that. Here let's. I see. want to say left overture, but that's an album by Kansas. So, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, let's see. It's uh, not really important. It's just, no, its isn't. We've watched it. Yeah. It's very difficult.
0: It is very difficult. Um, oh, it's He's right. He's it's quite uh, uh, Sousa. Songs. It's John Philip Sousa. Uh, Liberty, the Liberty Bell is the name of the song. Oh, I
1: thought so. it was the. Da, 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 da. oh wait that's oh that's ode, that's, to, joy, that's ode to joy okay that would have yeah, been a good, good choice time. too actually or
0: or or uh tchaikovsky's 1812 overture <laughs> that would have been good that's too. what i was thinking of yeah but anyway yeah so good for i mean all right for uh astra i guess good for them um that they at least were able to get some data and in the concession video uh, that they posted later on, the CEO of the company was standing in front of the next rocket booster that they're going to land or they're going to attempt to launch. So good on them. Uh, they they expected it. That's that's just trial and error with the space company. So, uh, Interesting launch, that's for sure. And uh, the reason that uh, they wanted to get it up and out as much as they can is because if it crashes there, they apparently they pay like a really big fine because this launches in the middle of Kodiak, Alaska, and they got a lot of wildlife there. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, that's that's why they wanted to get it like out and then terminate the flight. So um, they didn't have to pay that hefty big boy fine. So job well done. I guess
2: (laughs) mission accomplished yeah yeah,
0: who knows this is completely doing a massive 180 here Um, but our next story here is on snapchat announcing new updates for its scan tool uh, bringing more ads and products into their app Uh, basically they they have a scan tool that people use to scan QR codes or whatever And now it has better image recognition and product recognition and stuff like that. So uh, Facebook and, uh, or excuse me, Snapchat can uh, shove more ads at you. So yay, I guess. Uh, I I I mean, not
1: really yay, but they do need to make money.
2: Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. They're really getting into AR and I understand that. Um, and, and identifying things, which is good. Um, it is interesting to see these, to see Snapchat kind of going into like a, a sort of e-commerce, um, segue. Um, so it'll suggest how, if you can, that you can buy, uh, the products in the pictures, not just in a live picture, um, or or, or a picture you're going to take, um, but also in pictures you've already taken. Um, so it, it's not just AR, it's also image recognition, um, beyond like real time, kinda while you're taking pictures sort of thing. Right. Um, it's interesting. Um, is it really impactful to Snapchat's business model? I'm not sure, especially with, uh, again, um, companies like Instagram and, and Facebook already kind of using that, that sort of, uh, model. Um, that sort of stories in, in, in short form, um, quick pictures type thing. And they're not really gaining a ton of uh, subscribers and users from what I understand. I use Snapchat all the time, but apparently it's not as big of an app as it had been in the past.
0: I could see it. I could see it. And they're trying to get into this different market. And I know TikTok has taken a lot of their, their user base away, I guess you could say, and they're starting to integrate ads. They're starting to integrate sponsored content, um, products, stuff like that. And I think this is an attempt for Face, or excuse me, uh, Snapchat, to try and stay relevant in that market, where yeah. they're they're trying to force products and stuff like that. So,
1: I mean, yeah, their business model isn't very uh, effective at generating revenue for them for the most part. I don't know how many ads they sell because I don't. I can't really speak for anyone else, but I don't get ads ever.
0: Hmm.
1: I say ever I've I almost never get a Snapchat ad. I don't know
2: about you guys. I, get I almost lie. never get one. So you must really? not go through stories much then. No, I
1: never go through anyone's stories. That's, that's
2: it. That's the that's where they show up in between stories. Oh,
1: okay. Well, I maybe that's just me then. But uh, and yeah.
2: and in other uh, sponsored content.
1: Sure. Yeah. They do need more. Of a chance to make money, I imagine. uh, They are not a charity; they do have to make money somehow. So I'm not adding this. And it is still cool. Like it would be kind of cool to be like, "Oh, those shoes are sick." You take a picture of them, and then like, "Oh, here's a link to the shoes." Mm -hmm. I get that.
2: Yeah. Granted, it could.
1: I just realized this could get creepy quick if someone does it without asking first. Anyway.
0: Anyway there we go well that's definitely interesting to see and we will keep an eye on how snapchat's doing over the next couple months and the last article we have for you tonight you may be wondering about the uh title here the world's largest 3d printed bridge test well that's actually exactly what the the title is uh the the first 3d printed steel bridge was unveiled in the city center of Amsterdam in the Netherlands. And uh, yeah, it's super cool. Like it is a 3d printed full size 40 foot bridge. Like awesome. it. I, I think this is so cool. And I just find it fascinating to um, have the, the uh, have this bridge here. Like, it's 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 3d printed nobody they just kind of like plopped it into place and that's it like they designed it for the specific use case and it's just basically a model um test bed for how 3d printing works and it's 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 steel i think that's so cool uh
1: the first time i read this i thought they printed it at the site oh okay And i was thinking what the heck what would that involve how would it not collapse first no they printed it off site brought it obviously um Insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's still really cool. Yeah, and it's 3D steel printing too, which not something I've delved into, but obviously on the face, I like the sound.
0: Device. I have a bit of experience in that.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, yeah. I know where we. I'm going. For I'll it. go for it. Oh, oh, all right. Well, I was going to say I, I think it's pretty cool. It's got some pretty unique geometry it's architecture. <laughs> it um it's not just like a straight footpath or footbridge. To that point, um, I think it's really, it was a really uh, interesting move that this company sort of gambled on this project um, in a city that's very um, heavily foot traffic dependent, bike traffic dependent. um, And it's not a straightforward, you know, straight path or straight um, bridge. It's got curves in it. It's got some really unique geometry um, so yeah, the printing of that must've been pretty impressive. Not to mention, um, when you look at like the pictures from the side, um, or at the ends, I suppose, where it meets the, 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 the brick on, on the path, it does seem like they, it was nearly seamlessly, uh, installed, um, right to that end, those pictures do not do that foot bridge justice. It really doesn't. That um, one does a little more. This
1: one. Yeah. The you first can, that second little one, little? you get a.
2: The second one you get a better feel for it even the still first I feel one like it, like it really bridge. doesn't it really doesn't do it justice like it, sure. this is pretty It's very impressive
0: yeah definitely and i, I, mean, I yeah that
1: can... guide i was going to say that kind of twisting shape though isn't as hard for a printer to make as it would be to like make out of traditional architecture because you can make those curves a lot easier True. on a 3D printer than you would manufacturing a real bridge.
0: Oh, definitely. That's and, fair. And the the really interesting thing that I saw about in in this article here is they're they're basically using this as a, a mobile laboratory, basically to see how the 3D prints weather, how they. St- Stand up and all this stuff too because they did all the computer simulations beforehand to make sure that it could handle load and all that stuff and then they basically want to use this to test whether those are true and how they can better refine these models to allow for better additive manufacturing for other big civil engineering projects which i think is really cool and somewhere that i really hope 3d uh, printing and additive manufacturing in general can expand into because that eliminates a lot of waste and it is uh, driving down the cost of uh, building materials and stuff like that so I, I'm I'm excited um, it's great to see something actually happening with this and then seeing where, where it goes through so
1: yeah it's really interesting especially I just came off uh, learning a ton about materials which is way outside of what I'd normally learn but it was really cool. So I'm curious about like the steel they used and all this kind of stuff because right and it's a lot cuz yeah and they did it sounds like kind of go a little bit overkill by making a steel bridge. Mm-hmm. Cuz like yeah, it's a pedestrian bridge. I don't know if you necessarily need steel to handle the load, but it's probably good that they did to see how well the structure is going to hold up. Uh, right, right don't quite know the specifics here. of how 3d printed steel bonds to itself and then right. what kind of steel it ends up being in the end
0: here it yeah. says it's here's here's some more pictures of it i found another article here um this is by D-Z. okay
2: that that makes it even more impressive that that's a better oh, picture that, I looks cool. that looks so wow cool. that's 40 feet
0: yeah and uh it was wow. it says uh it was designed by just studio joris larman lab in collaboration with oh, stainless and it's four. 400... actually stainless that narrows it okay. down
1: a lot for me actually
0: yeah. <laughs> and it was made in a it was 3d printed by a six axis robot in a factory for six months wow that i mean that looks wow. beautiful
2: that is beautiful so, yeah, the initial article did not do this justice.
0: No, not. Oh, that's so cool. You can see wow. all the layer lines and stuff like that. Like that wow. is
2: really cool.
0: They're good for them. So
2: that is impressive.
0: Yeah, that's, that's way this, this does a way better job. And uh, has a lot more you know pictures.
2: what?
1: Austin and stainless steel. I know what it is. <laughs> there you go. That's the only stainless steel you can weld, so it sounds to me like it would work best for the 3D printing. Yep, guaranteed. That's on a hunch anyway. Yep, but That's really hey. neither here nor there.
0: <laughs> there you go. So hopefully we will see a Fun lot facts. more. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully we will see a lot more of these in the future and uh I think this looks awesome. I would love to see this somewhere in the in the states, but We'll know who knows. We'll we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. So there you go. Well that's anyway, that's all, that's, she wrote. that's all she wrote. That's all we got for today. Before we before end we though the end
1: of our bridge for today.
0: There you go. The end of our bridge for today. Uh before we go, uh Grizzlow, you wanted to say a couple things and then we could uh end off here.
2: Yeah. I mean just again, follow us on social media. We're trying to build it. Um I'll be pitching some things to these guys in the next few days, just kind of add content to our pages. So like, share, subscribe, comment, um, and, and put, hit, hit that bell again. Like we said, um, or like I said earlier, um, we're, we're trying to do a more regular schedule. Um, but if that's not the case that will let you know as soon as we do go live, um, so that you'll be able to, to watch us live. So do that. And, uh,
0: yeah, we appreciate all of you guys definitely and we we thank you guys for tuning in i want to i want to thank grislow and ryan here for being with us today as usual this is always a lot of fun to do this show and uh when we are, as we are building up our community here, we want to get you guys involved too. So join our discord server, uh, follow us on social media. We want you to be a part of the show as much as we want to be a part of the show. So um, we really want to get a lot of community involvement and make sure that everybody's uh, included and everybody's heard. So um, with that, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Tune in hopefully next week, uh, for another episode of tech talk nation. And uh, we will, Uh, See you then. Have a wonderful night.
1: Everyone. Thank you for listening to Tech Talk Nation. Tune in next week for more discussion on the latest in tech.